With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Money Pit is brought to you by Dynatrap, Home Depot, Perk, Home Advisor, and Greenworks. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we hope that you are enjoying this beautiful spring weekend across the United States. If you've got a home improvement project that you are trying to get done today or tomorrow or one you're planning for the future, hey, give us a call right now because we are here to help you with advice, with tips, with ideas. We're going to help you if you need to do the job yourself or hire it out. We've got the info that can help you get it done quickly, efficiently, and cost-effectively. But you got to help yourself first and call us right now at 888-MONEYPIT with your home improvement question. Coming up this hour, it's the season to get outside and enjoy the barbecues and picnics and parties. But that enjoyment can quickly be interrupted when mosquitoes are on the hunt for their next meal which could be you. So we've got some tips to prevent that from happening. Plus, if you'd like a beautiful green lawn to enjoy this summer, is it better to start with seed or sod? We're going to help sort out those options. And with all this talk about outdoor living, building a greenhouse is a popular project you might be interested in. So we're going to have some tips to help you choose the best materials for that job just ahead. Plus, we've got a great way to help keep your air clean and allergens away. We've got a $150 Home Depot gift card to help you stock up on the new Honeywell Allergen Plus pleated air filters and get started cleaning your air for spring. And water quality is top of mind right now, and the Home Depot is a great place to pick up whatever you need to improve the water quality in your home. So this hour, we're featuring one of those products. It's the Scale Blaster Electronic Water Conditioner worth $198. Going out to one caller, join at random. Make that you. Pick up the phone right now and call us at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? Nancy in Arizona is on the line with a broken patio door. Nancy, what's going on? It's very, very hard to open, and it's getting worse. I have okay. to, uh, when I go to open, I have to lift up on the handle a little bit to even get it to open. Okay. Now, my question is, uh, I had a friend come by, and he said, oh, there's a kit. You can fix that. That's a, and so that's fine. But my question is, would should I replace this door, or should what do you or get a um, one of those French doors that have wood and glass mm-hmm. on them, yeah. which one would be more energy efficient? You have an old aluminum sliding door right now, like a heavy metal you got door? It. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're ne- that door's never going to be efficient, and the rollers are probably worn out because that's what happens to those doors. And sure, you can replace those rollers, but it, it's, oh, it is what it is. I will say that the new sliding glass doors, the vinyl-clad 
like a vinyl clad Anderson door. Anderson makes one that's designed for remodeling and one that's designed for new construction. And the difference is really important because the remodeling door is like exactly one inch shorter in height than the new construction door, which you don't notice. But if you're putting it in, it makes it a lot easier because it fits in the existing opening. So if you get the right door, you know, replacing that slider with a new like Anderson vinyl clad slider is not that complicated a job for a carpenter to do. You can do it in a couple of hours. Um, but it's just a beautiful door that's going to perform well and be energy efficient. Now, the French doors are nice, too. They're beautiful. And, Leslie, you'd probably recommend that over a slider because it looks great. But, but they're a little harder to keep uh, airtight. I mean, they really are harder to keep airtight because you're dealing with now so many more opening points and you've got similar with the top and the bottom with the slider. But now with the French doors, you've got the opening down the center and you tend to get air leakage around the top and the sides and all of those functioning points. However, there are things that you can do as far as weather stripping, even a weather stripping on the bottom that the door sort of locks into. But they're gorgeous. And I mean, they really do change the look of a room. And there's just something that really finishes the space with the French door. So I think if you find the right French door and it's properly fit and it's properly installed with the right weather stripping, you'll greatly reduce the amount of drafts and the amount of air leakage that could occur with it. I really love them. I have them in my own house. Well, good luck. I think you'll enjoy that. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Joel in Arkansas is on the line and has a question about beams. What can we help you with? I have a house that has a uh, center uh, load-bearing beam, and I'm kind of a uh, wanted to remove it, and uh, my brother-in-law, who is my roommate, uh, said that there's a way to uh, put it up into the attic, and I'm just kind of uh, curious if that is, like, possible. Or So you have a beam that runs down the middle of the house, and you'd like to eliminate this so that it doesn't become sort of an obstruction, is that correct? Right. So that you have, like, a continuous flat ceiling? Uh, yes. We're going to drop the ceiling down about seven inches. The beam is actually uh, nine and a half inches down. It's a uh, two two by four or two uh, four by sixes, and then uh, two two by fours on either side. Kind of an eyesore. You're, why are you dropping the ceiling? Because we're going to put in uh, can lighting. All right, so you're only going to have like an extra couple of inches to deal with with this beam. Is that what you're saying? Right. Moving in a little or moving in a lot makes absolutely no difference. I will tell you that moving a, a main beam like that is one of the most difficult projects you can do. It's definitely not a do-it-yourself project. It's one where you absolutely have to have pros involved, and if you do it wrong, you could collapse your entire roof. The way it's done is the uh, the structure above it is supported by temporary walls while that beam is disassembled, and then it gets sort of notched into the ceiling joist structure above and then moved up flush with those beams. So once it's done, once it's flush in there, then you would have a continuous flat ceiling. I don't see why you couldn't put the ceiling lights above that if you want to go that whole way. But this is a big project, Joel. This is not a small project to move that beam. All right. Good luck, though. Thanks very much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Hey, thank you so much for uh, accepting my call, man. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. We are cruising towards Memorial Day, guys. How can we help you get your Money Pit in tip-top shape? Well, give us a call with your question to 888-MONEY-PIT, presented by Home Advisor. And this spring, would you like to sneeze less and avoid having so much dust around your house? Well, you can achieve both with the right air filter, and we're going to help. We've got a $150 Home Depot gift card. Going out to one lucky caller, drawing at random, and you can use that to stock up on the brand new Honeywell Allergen Plus pleated air filters. So give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. We'll be back with more of your calls after this. You 
live in a body pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get socked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Money Pit is presented by QuickCrete. QuickCrete fast-setting concrete sets posts without mixing. Now available for a limited time in a bonus bag with 20% more. Look for it in the red bag. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, give us a call right now at 888-MONEY-PIT. Presented by Home Advisor, where it's easy to find top-rated home improvement pros for any project. Go to HomeAdvisor.com. Well, we are smack dab in the middle of allergy season, and if you'd like to sneeze less, you're going to need good air filters in your house. We've got a $150 gift card from the Home Depot, which you can use in part to help stock up on the new Honeywell Allergen Plus pleated air filters. You know, I think that's a project that people frequently forget. It's really important to do that on a regular basis because filters are an easy way to keep the air in your home fresh this spring and really all year long. You just want to remember to replace those filters at least every three months if you want to reduce allergens and cut down on the dust, which, of course, cuts down on the dusting, and it keeps your heating and cooling systems running efficiently as well. Yeah, and you also want to choose good quality filters. The Honeywell air filters available at the Home Depot capture more particulate, dust, and other airborne irritants than your average filters are going to, and that's going to allow much better airflow and really give you the best combination of clean air and efficiency. So give us a call right now for the answer to your home improvement question and your chance to win that $150 gift card to the Home Depot so you can stock up on those new Honeywell Allergen Plus pleated air filters. 888-666-3974. Let's get back to it. Leslie, who's next? Conrad in Texas is on the line with a roofing question. How can we help? And I want to uh, get your advice as to whether or not it would be advisable to put up a solar vent over my garage and leave the ridge fence uh, throughout my the rest of my house. I, I am getting ready to re-roof my, my entire house and garage. So when you say solar vent, do you mean solar-powered uh, attic fan? Yes, yes, right. First of all, my general advice is to never use an attic fan. And, and the reason I give that advice is because typically when the attic is over living space that is air-conditioned, what happens is the fan is so powerful that it will pull 
air conditioning from that living space through through uh, the hundreds of nooks and crannies that you don't know about, like the space in between the two by fours and the wall cavity where, say, the outlet is installed. That becomes like an intake port where it'll suck out the air conditioning. If you were describing this garage as as being attached to the house, but but not attached to the living space, and then include, and I would include the attic in that. If the attic is completely independent of not being over the living space. And considering that it's a hip roof, which is the type of roof, uh, folks, if you're not familiar with it, it's the one that's like a pyramid, right? It goes up on all four sides. You end up with this really small ridge at the the top where you really can't put in effect the vent. In that circumstance, in that circumstance only, yes, I think it's okay to put a solar-powered attic fan. I think it makes a lot of sense for you. Um, Because if you'll be pulling air through all those soft vents all the way around, you'll be drawing it through that attic space and exhausting it, and that will keep the roof temperature cooler, and yes, it can increase increase the, uh, the longevity of the roof. Now, for the other sections of roof and attic that are, again, separated from that garage space, there you should use a continuous ridge vent. Make sure the ridge line is cut open at least an inch to an inch and a half so you have a good wide gap at the top and then the vent fits on top of that. And be careful um, with the type of vent that you choose. You want to make sure you get one that's open enough to allow the airflow but not let water uh, drive into it. There's a, there's one by certainty called an air vent. Uh, it's the it's that's their manufacturer's name or their trade name air vent. I think it's airvent.com or airvent inc something along that lines, and it has um, a nice uh, baffle built into it which speeds up depressurization. It's also got a filter that fits inside of it that stops uh, from rain from blowing in. So just get a good quality uh, vent like that, uh, and I think you'll be good to go. Have the best of both worlds in that situation. Thanks so much for calling us at eight eight eight. Money Pit. Hey, do you want to take the bite out of backyard fun? We're going to have some tips to stop mosquitoes from taking over your yard presented by Dynatrap just ahead. But first, let's get back to the calls. Diana, New Jersey, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? We live in New Jersey, and my dad had the Pennsylvania Dutch come all the way to New Jersey, and they put up a beautiful Gambriel uh, pole barn. Okay. You know, with that nice shape to it. Uh, and, but I noticed, you know, there are like little rafters along the edge. And even though they have little holes in them, every year the flies come in through there, and I have hundreds all dead at the end of summer. And I don't know what I could do to stop that problem. So you have this is a barn that you have, and it's a fairly open barn. I mean, you're not going to keep you're not going to keep the flies out of the barn. You can't make it that tight because by the nature of the building, it's pretty drafty. Correct? Well, actually, uh, my dad, we never had any animals. They're stalled, but he it's completely closed all the time. It's got Two electric doors at either end, you know, and a door. So it is contained. The only way they're getting in is through, like, under the edges of the roof. There's like a, it looks like a, uh, I don't know, you know, the gutters sort of looks like gutters, gutter situation. And uh, there's an opening there, and the sunlight and the air goes through, which I guess you need for animals, but we're not using it for animals. So at the roof edge. Um, the rafters, on, it, does it have a complete soffit? Is it constructed so that you have like a, a flat vented area underneath it, or is it just wide open? No, there is a vented area, and I looked at it closely, and it appears to have, it's got little holes in it and big enough for flies. So that they're not getting in this soffit area where you're suspecting? I don't know. I thought they were coming through those holes. Yeah, but if they're that small, they're not coming in. Look, typically soffit ventilation is too small for insects to get into. So they're probably coming in a different way. Do you have a ridge vent at the peak? Actually, it's just for looks because when I there is a staircase that goes up to the top of the barn, and there's no openings in the roof. Diane, 
You know, if you're trying to keep these barn flies out of the barn, there's really two ways to approach this. Mechanical, which is what we're talking about in terms of making sure that you have screening wherever it's necessary. And this would include any vents, gable vents, cupola vents, soffit vents, and the like. Then, of course, you mentioned that it has large doors that generally stay closed. I guess there's not much you can do right there. But the second technique is chemical. And there are professional pesticides that are designed specifically to deal with these flies. There's usually um, some formulation of pyrethrin that essentially is sprayed uh, inside the barn to control these insect populations. And in fact, in some cases where you actually have livestock, there are formulations that can also be applied to the livestock Um, without harming them. So I would do two things. I would make sure that I examine the barn very carefully for any additional openings where these flies can get in. And then I would consult a pest management professional for an appropriate application of pesticide because you have such a severe problem. I don't think this is uh, anything you're going to be able to handle with, uh, say, a more natural, smaller scale approach like I might give you for your house. In this case, I think you need to um, choose the right uh, product uh, and have it applied properly. And when done in accordance with all the label directions, I think it is a relatively safe thing to do. I hope that helps you out. Thank you so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, it's the season to get outside and start enjoying the warm weather for barbecues and picnics and parties. But that enjoyment can be quickly interrupted when mosquitoes are on the hunt for their next meal as well, which could be you. We've got tips to prevent we've got tips to prevent that from happening presented by Dynatrap. Now, the first step towards making your home less inviting for mosquitoes is simply to eliminate standing water, which is where mosquitoes lay their eggs. And here's why. You know, according to the Center for Disease Control, mosquitoes grow from eggs to full-size, ready-to-bite adults in as little as 7 to 10 days. And the best way to stop that from happening is just to eliminate any standing water anywhere around your property. Now, there are literally dozens of places standing water can collect at your average home, and mosquitoes only need a cup or more to drop a whole brood of youngins, and they're going to grow up fast and start stinging away. Yeah, think about places like your gutters. I mean, if they're clogged, you basically got a breeding pond there. And don't miss places like pool covers or pet dishes kids' toys, buckets, you know, even something as simple as an overturned garbage can lid that, you know, blew off in a storm, it's collecting some water. Really, anything at all that can hold an inch or more of water needs to be drained. If you do stop at standing water for wherever it does exist, the only thing I think you'll be slapping this summer are maybe some steaks on the grill. And that sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, that's the kind you want to do, guys. Today's mosquito prevention tip has been presented by Dynatrap Mosquito and Insect Trap. Dynatrap protects up to a half an acre to guard your family and pets from nuisance insects that may bite and spread disease. Dynatrap produces CO2, and that's an irresistible attractant for mosquitoes, through a chemical reaction with no additional lures or attractants needed. It's completely non-toxic and can be used indoors and out. It's available at Bed Bath & Beyond. You can learn more at Dynatrap.com. Tom in Ohio, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? Hi, yeah, I had a question about... uh... Cracks in the basement. I've got a home that's about 15 years old, and uh, we're thinking about selling in a year. We've got some uh, cracks in our basement. It's a full basement, and uh, they're probably, I don't know, mostly around an eighth. In some places, they're kind of like chipped up and a little bit bigger than an eighth, and they kind of, a couple of them start out from the drain and kind of spider out. And I'm just kind of wondering, you know, at what, to what point they become a concern, especially if we're going to try to resell and what we need to do. 
Okay, Tom, I would not be too concerned about basement floor cracks. Here's why. That basement floor is not structural. Even though it's made of concrete, it's not holding anything up. So it's really just supporting itself. And it cracks for a number of reasons. It may The soil underneath may not have been prepped properly when it was first installed, or the floor could be too thin, or it wasn't reinforced. So what I would do is I would definitely fill them, and there's a number of ways to do that. If there's just an eighth of an inch, Quickcrete makes a concrete patching compound that comes in a caulk tube. It's really easy to apply. So you can squeeze this, com- this, this patching compound into those cracks, let it solidify. And then what I would do is I would paint the entire floor. I would use an epoxy uh, basement floor painting system. It's a two-part epoxy. It's a chemical cure, so you mix the two, pe- pe- the two parts together. You apply the epoxy. There's usually some sort of a colorant chip that you can put in to give it some density to the surface. Uh, and you probably won't even see those cracks when it's done. And I don't think it's structural, so it's not like you're hiding anything. I think it'll just make the whole thing look really nice when it's finished. Okay, great. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much for calling the Money Pit. This is the year you're planning to grow a beautiful green lawn. Can you get there faster and sustain the lawn longer if you seed or sod? Roger Cook, landscaping expert for This Old House, will be here to help us figure out the best solution after this. On the Money Pit Radio Show, pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home by calling Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U dot com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. MONEYPIT. It is presented by Dynatrap Mosquito and Insect Trap, the safe, silent, and simple way to keep your home and yard bug-free. Learn more at Dynatrap.com. 
Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now at 888-MONEY-PIT, which is presented by Home Advisor, where it's easy to find top-rated home improvement pros for any project. Go to HomeAdvisor.com. And just ahead, landscape expert Roger Cook from This Old House is going to join us with the secret to getting a lush green lawn just in time for summer. And today's This Old House segment on the Money Pit is presented by Proudly Propane, clean American energy. But first, let's get back to your calls at 888-MONEY-PIT. Deborah in Pennsylvania, you've got the Money Pit. What can we do for you today? Okay, I'm purchasing a home that has a couple of stains on the ceiling. And it turns out the stains are located directly under the vents. I don't know any other way to explain it, but they're like there's tubes on the seat on the outside where the roof is. So I was told by the inspection um, that those rubber stopper things that go around them need to be replaced. Okay, yeah. So the plumbing vent flashing is what is leaking here. And the plumbing vent flashing consists of an aluminum piece of flash material that goes underneath the roof shingles and a rubber boot that is designed to f- uh, fit over the plumbing pipe. And they very often, that rubber boot will very often uh, crack and deteriorate and does have to be replaced. Not a terribly complicated job. You know, a roofer or a carpenter can do it in about 10 or 15 minutes. They just basically have to peel up a roof shingle or two right around there. You can do that with a flat bar. You can actually uh, lift, put the flat bar under the roof uh, shingle, get it right up to where the nail is and kind of wiggle it back and forth. That nail will come right out. You can kind of disassemble the roof one shingle at a time, replace the flashing vent and put it back together. So pretty easy, straightforward uh, repair project and uh, not the least bit unusual, Deborah. Okay. Okay. Well, I appreciate you taking my call. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Good luck, Deborah. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Well, if you've been striving to create a lush green lawn around your home, but you feel like you're consistently losing the battle to bald spots and weeds, you might be tempted to throw in the towel and start from scratch. And if that's you, the question is, should you reseed your lawn or go with sod? To help us figure out the best solution is Roger Cook, the landscaping expert from TV's This Old House. Roger, I guess you have done quite a bit of both. Oh, I hate to tell you how much. (laughs) You know, and I've been there with a lousy lawn. When we first moved into our house, the lawn was a weedy mess, so we kind of opted to kill off the entire yard with a... uh with a round of Roundup, and then we reseeded from scratch. It worked out, but I have to say, it probably took two to three years for the blades to get really thick and healthy. Is uh, sod a better approach or a quicker approach? With sod, you're buying time. You, what I do to my customers is I bring a piece of sod to them and I say, here, if you seed the lawn in 16 to 18 months under perfect conditions you take care of it, this is what you'll end up with. Got it. So it's time. It's a question of time. Some people love the idea of seeding a lawn then taking care of it and finally getting that lush product. Other people, they just as soon have the sod put in and have it instant. Well, regardless of which direction you're going in, what is the prep to the surface to make sure that it's going to take? Because I imagine that that's really key. You hit the nail right on the head, Leslie. Soil prep is the most important thing that's done. Mm -hmm. All lawns will fail if you don't fix the soil. So what we do is we rototill, we add compost, we till that in, we'll add sand if it's a heavy soil, and then some starter fertilizer, and then we put in seed or sod, depending on which way we want to go. Now, Roger, do planting times play into the decision? I mean, can sod be planted in the spring and be sturdy enough to survive the summer heat? Not only that, sod can be planted any time of year, as long as you have water to take care of it, because it will need a lot of water. But seed can only be done early in the spring or in the fall. If you try to seed a lawn 
during July, August. It's just going to dry up. It's going to dry up. Right. You're going to have nothing but weeds. Crabgrass loves that, that hot time of year. But with sod, even in a northern climate where you're getting snow, that'll do fine if you put it in sort of winter-ish? I've actually sodded a lawn on December 24th. Merry Christmas. Yeah, but that (laughs) spring, it was the greenest lawn in the neighborhood. It was great. So one thing that happens is people go to a garden center and they see a piece of sod laying out on the asphalt or the concrete, and they think sod is a miracle that it'll just grow like that. Sod fails and people are unhappy with it when you don't prep the soil underneath it. The other thing about most sod blends They're made for sunny areas. Seed you can adapt. You can buy different blends of seed that will do well in a shaded area. Sod, for the most part, should only be put in a sunny area. But regardless of seed or sod, it really comes down to the watering. That's where you can really, it doesn't matter what it is, if you don't have a proper watering plan, it's not going to grow. No, and people don't understand that when you put down a seed lawn, you need to water very frequently for very short periods of time because that seed is just sitting in the top mm-hmm. quarter of an inch of soil, so that's what you want to keep moist. Once it germinates, then you start watering for longer periods periods as the root system goes down in the soil. Is there any consideration to what, I guess, what the makeup is of your soil, like the chemical makeup or the pH levels? Do you need to think about that? I do a soil test on every piece of ground before we put grass on it. I want to know what the pH is. I want to know what the micronutrients are. These all affect how the grass will grow. Now, Roger, very often in new construction, we see this material called hydro seed. It kind of looks like they're spray painting a green lawn Mm -hmm. on brown dirt. Is that a viable option? It is for large areas. Okay. All hydro seed is is a way to apply the seed, and it's just sprayed on with water. They ground up newspaper they use, a dye in the seed, so that you can do large areas very quickly. And because it's sprayed on with those material, that helps it germinate, too. I see. You know, a smaller area, less than 4,000 square feet, you're better off doing by hand because the cost doesn't weigh out mm-hmm. on that small of an area. Larger than 4,000 square feet, you can look to have someone come in and hydro-seed it. Fantastic. Roger Cook, the landscaping contractor on TV's This Old House. Thank you so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Thanks for having me. All right. You can catch the current season of This Old House and Ask This Old House on PBS. For local listings and step-by-step videos of many common home improvement projects, visit thisoldhouse.com. And Ask This Old House is brought to you on PBS by Mitsubishi Electric Cooling and Heating. Make comfort personal. Up next, water quality is top of mind right now, and Home Depot is a great place to pick up whatever water quality solution you might need. So this hour, we are giving away one of those solutions. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question, and we will toss your name in the Money Pit hard hat and perhaps send out that product to you. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT. The Money Pit is presented by HomeAdvisor. Find trusted home improvement pros for any project at HomeAdvisor.com. You live in the Money Pit. Fit is presented by Greenworks Tools, the ultimate battery-powered outdoor lawn equipment. No gas, no cords, no maintenance. The hassle-free solution to lawn care. With Greenworks, life gets easier. 
Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, give us a call right now at 888-MONEY-PIT. You'll get the answer to your home improvement question. Plus, this hour, we're giving away a great product to help you improve the quality of water in your home. Yeah, you know, water quality really is top of mind right now and has been for so many since we all learned about what's going on in communities like Flint, Michigan. Now, the first step is to identify any potential concerns or contaminants in your water so that you can select the right solution. From pitchers and faucet mounts to whole home systems, the Home Depot is a great place to pick up whatever water quality solution you might need. Yeah, like for example, there's the Scale Blaster electronic water conditioner. This is a product that's going to solve that hard water problem that you might be bothered with, but it does it without the need of chemicals or salt or maintenance, which is just a healthier way to solve that problem. It's a DIY installation. There's no plumbing required, and it's going to prevent lime scale from forming, and it's also going to remove that existing deposits forever. You'll find it at the Home Depot and HomeDepot.com. It's worth $198, but we're going to be sending a Home Depot water quality solution out to one lucky caller drawn at random. Make that you. If you don't like the taste of your water, the number is one eight 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 Money Pit. Now we've got Frank on the line who's having an issue with paint on his siding. What's going on, Frank? Um, it's it's all I, I pressure wash it. It's all coming off. It's like no one ever primed it before or anything. And I don't know if they use paint or stain. And I, I'm not really sure what to go back with if, if you have. So we're talking about siding shingles here, not roofing shingles, correct? Right, cedar shingles, white cedar shingles. So the paint's coming off after you've power washed them, so you probably didn't have good adhesion to begin with. Yeah, but paint is going to come off when you pressure wash. That's just how it goes. Well, that's true, and 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 well, depending on the veracity of the pressure washer, but also if if paint wasn't applied well, if it wasn't primed properly, then it'll come off even that much more quicker. So what I would recommend you do is to get rid of any loose paint that's left behind. You're probably going to have to abrade those shingles, uh, probably uh, brush them with a wire brush. Make sure you really get anything that's loose off of that. Then you're going to need to prime the entire um, shingle surface with an oil-based primer because that's going to give you maximum adhesion. The primer, one of the qualities of the primer is that it really sticks to the substrate. And then after it's primed, then you can put a top coat of paint over that, but that's the process, and there's just no shortcutting, and especially if you've got adhesion problems with the paint that uh, you've taken off. You can't put good paint over bad paint. You've got to get rid of all the bad paint, prime it properly, and then repaint it, and you'll be good to go, Frank. Okay, because I've had some people telling me that you could use stain. Well, you could use stain as well, but only if all of the old paint is off. Otherwise, you're, it's going to look you know, pretty bad. Now, if you use stain, you still have to prime it. I've got cedar shingles on my home, and I primed it first, and then used the solid color stain over that. And between the two of them, the last time I did it this way, it lasted about 15 or 17 years. So, but you got to prime it. No matter what you do, you got to prime it. Okay. And an oil-based primer. Okay. Thanks a lot. You got it, Frank. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Hey, we're talking a lot this hour about outdoor living, and perhaps you're planning on building a greenhouse that you'll be able to start seedlings early and then extend your growing season into the fall. Well, you should consider the materials carefully. Here's why. Yeah, you've got some options. I mean, wood framing is the basic, right? But that retains the structure's heat, and of course, you've got to refinish it. Another option is aluminum framing. It's not going to retain as much heat. It's also going to resist corrosion and keep its shape. But uh, probably the best option is a material called rigid steel core PVC pipe. 
Um, it kind of combines PVC and steel, and so it, it's very resistant to rust, and it also keeps its shape, and it's great for shelving, and it's very easy to maintain. So think about those materials when you're deciding how you're going to build your greenhouse, because if you pick the right materials, it's really going to last a long time, and you'll be able to enjoy it for many, many seasons. Joanne in Ohio is on the line and has an issue with mold. What can we do for you today? I have two decks in my backyard. One of them seems to be fine, but the second one, which has a very large dog pen on it, has developed a lot of mold over the winter. And my thought is to buy a lot of bleach and to pollute it and just scrub the mold off, but perhaps you have something better that you could tell me to do. There's a much more effective way to get that deck clean. It's a product called Spray and Forget. And just as the name implies, you spray it onto the deck surface and you don't do anything else. You forget about it. And it essentially goes to work immediately. And within a few days, it will degrade and destroy the mold, mildew, algae, and moss that forms on your deck. Uh, can I then have it repainted? Sure, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could paint it after that. But the thing is, if you use a lot of bleach, you end up potentially damaging all the landscaping that's around that as well. So I would definitely recommend spray and forget. Is this uh, come like in a canister or a powder or something? comes in a bottle. It's a no-mix bottle. In a bottle. Yep, you can find it at lots of places. I think Home Depot has it and uh, many other retailers. Their website is sprayandforget.com. Very good. I will definitely do that. And it's safe for pets, too? Yes, it's it's biodegradable. It's a safe, non-corrosive uh, product that works really well. It's also a great roof cleaner. Sometimes you get, like, moss and it discolors your roof shingles. You can spray this on your roof. It does the same thing. Oh, that's wonderful. I am going to purchase this. Thank you so much for your information. Happy to help you out. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Hey, give us a call now at 888 Money Pit, presented by Home Advisor. Coming up, we're going to help one member of the Money Pit hey, online hey, community hey, design hey, a baby's room. So stick around. Today's Money Pit is presented by DIYs, a unique mobile app that helps homeowners tackle DIY projects better and wiser. It's a one-stop shop for engaging video tutorials and step-by-step instructions where you can shop for tools and even video chat with a trade professional if you need help. The DIYs app, available in the App Store. That's DIYZ. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, we'd love for you to stop by the new Money Pit community online at moneypit.com. We've got uh, dozens and dozens of questions get posted there every single week. We answer as many as we can, uh, and then uh, the rest of the community kind of chimes in and and lets us know what they think. And luckily, most of the time they agree, but sometimes they don't. Always an interesting discussion online at moneypit.com. All right. While you're online, post your question, just like Amanda in California did. She writes, I'm expecting a baby and looking for flooring for the nursery. I want something that handles stains well, but also something soft. Do you have any suggestions? Well, for the baby's room, you want something that's super durable and easy to clean. You can start right there, right? Oh, yes. I mean, really easy to clean is the thing. You don't want to go wall-to-wall carpet unless you're going with a color or a material that's easily cleanable because generally you will be spilling lots of things, human, 
all kinds of other materials on the floor. I promise you, you will be experiencing all kinds of spillage that you never even anticipated. When I think of a nursery, for some reason, I keep thinking of a cork flooring product. You know, it's so soft. It has an interesting look to it. It's kind of got that like California boho vibe to it, which I really dig. And you can accessorize that really well. Yeah. Now, if you really want something soft underfoot, though, I mean, people, we say don't do wall-to-wall carpet, but you could do an area rug, right? I mean, that would make a nice decor accent, too. I mean, it really is. So if I'm thinking cork, I like it because it has that natural sort of marled look to it. It can be rich in color, but also like soft in a tone. And it's very soft on your feet, but a super durable and cleanable product. I mean, they even make it to go into a bathroom. So it can be very durable. An area rug will really do the trick to add some warmth. Plus, it's changeable should you make a mess. And then you can bring in different accessories from lighting to the right rocker and a fun fabric, even great draperies. You know, you want to go with a cordless shade, something that operates really just by a push or a touch lightly with your finger. You don't want any cords in a baby's room. And I think if you think about products that are sort of low VOC, you're going to do well with air quality in the baby's room, especially paints and flooring and furnishings. You want to make sure that if they are high in VOCs, which sometimes you don't know, you can actually smell it if it's kind of prone to that. Let it air out outside or let even the manufacturers store it in their warehouse for a couple of days, especially if you go with flooring uh, that's like a wall-to-wall carpet. We want it to air out in the manufacturer's warehouse for a couple of days before it gets installed. Just get rid of that bad off-gassing outside of your home. Good point. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, and you can post your question on moneypit.com in the community. Jay in Nevada did that. Jay writes, my friend's car leaked oil onto my concrete driveway. Oh, come on, Jay. We know it was your car. Do you know what I should use (laughs) to get the stain up? Yeah, that's a tough one because usually it sits there for a while before you figure it out. But what we found is that if you make a paste out of trisodium phosphate sold under the initials TSP, you will find this product in the paint aisle at hardware stores and home centers because it's also a product that uh, gets mixed up to wash down the walls and get them nice and clean before you paint a room. But if you make a paste up of TSP and you apply it to the stain, let it sit there for a while, then you know wash it off, wet it down, scrub it out, we find that that generally will lighten it up if not take it out completely. So TSP is the hot ticket. All right. That really should do the trick right there. And next time your friend comes over, why not ask that friend to park out on the street? Just a thought. (laughs) This is the Money Pen Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for spending this beautiful spring day with us. We hope that we've given you some tips and some advice and some ideas and inspiration to take on the next project on your to-do list. If you need help, we'd love for you to post your questions to the Money Pit community online at moneypit.com or call us any time of the day or night at 1-888-MONEYPIT. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a Money Pit. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.